Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. tuned into the tell it like it is radio program i get people from dickinson tell me we, we, i need to do more singing on the air so i'll do that sing us a song pastor bob i'll be a fool for you jesus that's just what i'll be crazy in love with my god above and that's all right with me I'll be a fool for you, Jesus, that's just what I'll do. 
Guess I just don't know no better than to be in love with you. I'll be a fool for you, Jesus. That's just what I'll be. Crazy in love with my God above. And that's all right with me. I'll be a fool for you, Jesus. That's just what I'll do. Guess I just don't know no better than to be in love with you. Guess I just don't know no better than to be with love with you. And I will live to tell of the one who has captured my heart. I will live to tell. Through him I made a new start. So take my life and let it be a reflection of you. So the whole world can see that God is alive and well. I will live to tell. I will live to tell of the one who has captured my heart. I will live to tell. Through him I made a new start. So take my life and let it be a reflection of you. So the whole world can see that God is alive and well. I will live to tell. Well, good evening, everyone. You are tuned in to the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast here tonight with Pastor Bob Simons. We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson. And if you want to get involved tonight, uh, if you have any questions or comments uh, tonight during the show, please give us a call at 701-225-5133 is our in-studio number. Or text us tonight with those same questions or comments. Or if you just want to let us know you're listening and where you're listening from, we sure like that too. You can text us. Um, also, 701-290-7862. Again, 701-290-7862. If you're out of country, uh, we can get emails, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Good to have Connor listening tonight. He's tuned in. I just got a text from him, Jacob Hostetler, his family listening tonight, the Schulers, pastors up in Grafton, North Dakota, listening tonight. Good to have them. The um and other people texting tonight. Good to have you guys. I I think I say the word tonight a lot. I, I got that from you, Seth. You always say tonight all the time. I think, and I I say that all the time. My my um my mom points out to me when she's listening all the things that I say all the time. So, but it is good to be up with you on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Just as I got on the air, I I remembered. Where did I get these glasses at? Well, look at those. <laughs> those pretty. <laughs> I just I I just remembered that. Um, that the uh, uh, I was supposed to text somebody and let him know, my friend Sean. So as soon as I get to my first break, I'll text Sean that was at church today, and he's supposed to be listening tonight. I want to talk about, I want to bring a scripture out to you. Um, hello to everybody. And here again, we do want you to text me. I want you to know if you're from Dickinson. I want to know if you're from out of wherever, um, out of the country. Of course, you'll have to email me then. But um, it is always interesting. But I want to talk about a, a subject that... Uh, it's been pretty dear to me the last couple of weeks. I'd like to read a, a scripture in Exodus chapter 20, verses 3 through 5. It says this, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. I wanted to start there. 
this is something I've been kind of talking about the uh, last couple of weeks, and I just want to kind of bring it to my through the radio audience tonight. But God is a God that doesn't want to share his position he's supposed to have in our lives with anybody or anything. He doesn't want to. Um, uh, the Bible says that God said he is a jealous God. I know the word jealousy has a negative connotation to many of you. But when it comes to God, it's not a negative thing. He's he's a jealous God in the sense that he doesn't want to share us with anyone, but he's also a jealous God in the sense of our his protection towards us, his concern for us, his care for us. And so uh, jealousy isn't always a bad thing. It can be a good thing. And, um, you know, there there is, um, you know, any father out there that's got a teenage daughter, for instance, would probably have thoughts of jealousy, like a good, you know, some boy mistreating your daughter or something. There should be like a jealous kind of a, a thing in there. You know, not not that she's your wife or anything like that, but jealous in the sense that, that I'm her protector. And so I want to talk that, that what I want to talk about tonight is um is interesting in, in the sense that I think it has has taken over a lot of people's lives. I want to talk about um the 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 concept of media, of um of technology media especially. Now I've decided and I know uh, many of you listening will understand this. I've decided many years ago I wasn't going to have a television in my home, or um, or watch Hollywood movies. You know, even if I was in places where I could watch them, like a motel or anything like that. I just made my mind up because of all the evil stuff on it, plus the extreme time wasting that there is to that. I, I made that decision 38 years ago, and that was a very good decision. And I, my my children have not suffered, my family has not suffered, my relationship with my wife has not suffered. Been one of the best things I've ever done, and I would recommend that you do that. I would. It sounds foreign to some of you, but to um, to me, it was just a great thing. Like, why should I spend my time watching you live your life on a television show like I, there weren't even reality shows chris when i quit doing the, i mean I, they just came about but like why should i watch ozzy osbourne live his life out you know like he's he's insane anyway and i mean i used to listen to him before i was a, in the church i'd listen to his music when he sang in black sabbath i i heard their um They've, they've got a new Christmas album out. I'm dreaming of a black Christmas or something. I don't know. But anyway, I'm probably not. But the, uh, but the point is, is like, why should I watch somebody else live their life? Why don't I just live my life? Like, why should I watch somebody else play with their children? Why don't I play with my children or my grandchildren? Or like, why should I watch you play a football game when I could play maybe a football game with you? You know, like, um, or, or, you know, like do something with my, you know, it's, it's like today, why should I, um, and, and I want to get into this. Why should I play? chess online when I have like three grandsons and, and, and some other adopted grandsons that if I called him at 10 at night on a Friday night, Connor, you want to come over and play chess? He would. You know, Jacek would. Yeah, right. So why should I play online when I could play, you know, chess with real people? So this is kind of what I want to talk about, but I want to move it into a different realm tonight because many Pentecostal people, um, in fact, thank God that a lot of Pentecostal people don't have televisions. You know, like, that's not just something Pastor Bob decided. That You'll find that if you go to a Pentecostal church, you'll find out, like, a lot of people don't have televisions. And that's because of, you know, I believe that the Spirit of God has spoken to us that that kind of stuff is, is wrong. Like, it's not good to watch that. Like, like when tell me, when is it good to see nudity on the screen? Like, when is it good to hear cuss words? When is it good to have violence? I mean, like, it's not. And, uh, and you can't, and the thing is, if you're a Christian person listening out to, 
to me out there tonight. You can text me and whatever, but you're not going to win that argument because you know you're wrong before we already start. Like, you know, can two walk together except they be agreed? Of course not. But tonight, I'm, I'm, I said all that just to tell you that's kind of where I've come from. But there's another insidious time stealer that has been uh, in my life for a while, and that's the computer and the smartphone. Now, they seem really normal to daily life, but uh, they actually are so new that there's not a lot of research on this. Uh, in fact, researchers on uh, smartphones and, and computer screens and being online, this is just starting to be studied now because really it's only been out about 20 years. That's it. I mean, like like um, before 1997, uh, it's 2017 now, um, there were cell phones. You know, do you guys remember those big bag phones? Do you remember that, Chris? Did you ever have those on your job site? Yeah, uh, you couldn't put those in your tool belt. Um, the, they were monstrous bag. The, uh, the battery lasted about an hour and a half. You had to keep it plugged into the pickup. And we thought those were the greatest thing ever since, you know, you know, sliced bread. You know, we thought that was just a great thing. But, but this smartphone, having the internet with you, being online all the time, this is all kind of new stuff. And the, Here's here's what I here's the approach I want to talk. This technology is hurting us in three ways. It's hurting our brains and our bodies. It's hurting our relationships and it's hurting our relationship with God. These and and really what else is there? What else is there? Your health, your your relationships and your relationship with God. What else in life is there? And I want to talk about it tonight. I want to make you think. And this is for Pentecostals listening on Holy Ghost Radio. This is for people that I, I spoke about this at the jail today. You know, the people, everybody in the jail was completely on board with everything I said. I haven't found, I spoke about this in our church uh, uh, two weeks ago on Wednesday. There wasn't anybody arguing with me about it because we all know that this is true. Uh, you know, I, I, let me start with our health. Smartphones, other screens are just decreasing human attention span. Ten years ago, before iPads and iPhones were really mainstream, the average person had an attention span of 12 seconds. And and the research suggests that now there has been a drop from 12 seconds to 8 seconds, which means that a goldfish has an attention span of 9 seconds, so it means you have an attention span less than a goldfish. And uh, and and so there, there's a book, a new book written by a guy named, his last name's Alter, and the book is called Irresistible. And he links... He, he brings out in his book the, the fact that these type of things, this type of media technology is very, very addictive. In fact, it's so addictive, it's designed to be addictive, and the gratification that it, it provides is similar to that of, of other addictive behaviors like drug use or gambling. It's very similar to that. Uh, the the um, uh, scientists say that interactive media appears to play to the similar impulses as drug experimentation. And, and, and including like sensation seeking, including uh, the desire for independence, all those things. And so what's interesting to me is that even though there are, in some studies it says that in uh, 12 to 18 year olds, certain types of drug usage is down in the United States. And for a while they were thinking, that's oh, that's really a good thing. And it sounds like they were thinking maybe, you know, kids are getting it. Like they're learning in school, don't take drugs, it's bad for you. They're thinking that. But actually what's happening is they're getting addicted to something else. And they realize that they are switching the pot pipe for the, for the iPhone. 
you know, they're switching. They're, they're becoming addicted to something else. And I want to, in this little short one-hour radio program, I want to tell you that as far as God's concerned, it's probably no different. And as far as other people are concerned, it's probably no different. And maybe even on your health, it's not much different. I think drug addiction is probably a little worse for you than an iPhone. But but uh, I, this, there's a 2015 report from the Pew Research Center found that 24% of teenagers ages 13 to 17 reported being online almost constantly. That's weird. I mean, like like I suppose outside of sleep, they're online constantly. You know, even in school, can you bring cell phones to school now? I mean, can you can you look at your cell phone in school? Can you? Oh, not in your class, but you can in your class. You can bring a cell. I mean, how do they even keep kids' attention in school? I don't know. There was a, probably not, but uh, I was reading one thing that I, I one just one example. Um, there was a um, uh, there's a, a a video game called uh, World of Warcraft. And I, I know a little bit about it, but there was an, I was just reading, there was an extreme case of addiction. Straight A student, high, high achieving. He was on the football team at the college. He started playing World of Warcraft, uh, because he was lonely and kind of shy. And he, and he found a lot of other like-minded people playing the game on, online. He had dealt, he developed an addiction pretty quickly and he played instead of sleeping. Uh, his greatest binge was a 45-day binge where he played almost continuously. He paid a doorman in the building to bring up pizzas. So by the end of this binge, there were stacks of pizza boxes to the ceiling. He put on about 40 pounds of fat. His skin was pale. He lost hair. He ignored hundreds of phone calls and eventually picked up a phone call 45 days later after sleeping roughly an hour each night. And it happened to be his mother. She came picked him up, took him to an Internet Addiction Treatment Center, and uh, today he's doing good, and I'm glad he is. But there, uh, I, and I, I'm just building a, a base here, but this this is a very addictive thing. It really is. Uh, the um, uh, You know, now they have virtual reality goggles. They say are going to even replace television screens in the next few years. Um, there was a there was a virtual a, a virtual reality uh, booth up at the home show today that uh, uh, kids from our church you paid five dollars you know on a roller coaster or whatever but um, you know one of the rides was terrifying and one of my grandsons is really having trouble with it right now you know it's it just it was just terrifying you know like it was a some kind of psych ward thing and and um you know he it bothered him to the point now here again you got kids aren't used to televisions movies or anything like that and uh he wishes now he would have just taken those goggles out and stepped out of that little it was just supposed to be a little fun ride that you go on you know but but so we we're these things I hopefully tonight I in this first segment I'm establishing that this is bad for your brain. It's bad for your thinking ability. It's it's a detrimental to children. Um, you know, children. You know, I, I was just talking to somebody that told me that uh, not Bill Gates, but the other guy. Who's the other guy? Um, that what? Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. That his kids. They. This was somebody who just told me this. One of the guards up at the jail just told me that he read a deal on it. They asked Steve Jobs. You know, how are you, how do your kids do with iPads and stuff? He said, my kids don't go near iPads. He said, "My kids have no access to any of that stuff." He said, "We read books." He said, they, "They don't. Apparently, they don't have televisions or anything." This is the guy that created this stuff, and he knows how bad it is for children. I, in this first segment, I'm just telling you, you know, we need to stay. Nothing wrong with communication. Nothing wrong with texting your friend or your business associate or your wife. 
Uh, I could say a lot. There's a lot of good things about it. I mean, texting is one of the nicest little romantic things you can do for marriage. You know, I just text my wife, "Hey, I love you. I'm thinking about you, and you know, you're good looking. Whatever. You know, that's that's wonderful. You know, it takes me ten seconds or five seconds. She loves it. You know, I'm not talking about that, but I'm telling you that there are people that are addicted to their iPhones and maybe some Pentecostals out there. We're going to play a song. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. We're going to move into part two. Well, we worship at the shroud of Elvis, and we're waiting for that money from Ed McMahon, and we're drinking from the Perrier Fountain of Youth, while we follow what the daily horoscope saying, taking lethal doses of MTV, Delta. Is it true, Sonny Bono is the Antichrist? We debated TV wrestling, is really a... 
Hey, you're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio program tonight. We're just doing a little broadcast about technology, media technology, especially not technology about driving cars or anything like that or using your washing machine. If you're just tuning in, three areas. Um, you know, I, I mentioned. I just just to just to mention for your information, I'm. You know, I I don't have a television. I don't um, I don't do the movies or anything like that. But so I, you know, I always thought you know I'm kind of immune from all this stuff. But actually, the cell phone, uh, the smartphone. You know, I have an iPhone that can. You know, until just recently, I don't play games on it. I don't look at pornography on it or anything. But I didn't realize that I was like texting people uh, when while they were talking to me. Uh, you know how rude that is. Now during the work day, you know I do take texts and so on because um, you know it's part of my job. But but even you know I'm playing with my grandkids at seven thirty at night and my phone vibrates and I think I have to look at it. Like I have to respond to it. Like and usually President Trump doesn't text me unless it's like before five. So it's not like I don't have any problems with that. But I I want to just bring to your attention that this is bad for us as adults. It's bad for children. It's bad for your mind. I believe it is. I know it is. Um, I know that my mind has suffered since the advent of iPhones. My memory is not as good as it was. So I've made a decision about two weeks ago on Wednesday that I am going to limit my cell phone usage to just more of a communication tool. You know, just talk to you on the phone, text you, that type of thing. And um, and but I want to tell you that you know and I've got a lot I do have a lot of information about your health your brain some of these things I've got some other things here that I could bring up but that's not really what I'm going to talk about because that's just one of the issues I hope I've established that I hope you parents um, get your kids away from screens don't let them play uh, these uh, incessant video games it's not good for them teach them to read give them a book. It's it's way better for their mind, for their imagination, just way, way better. It's lazy what you're doing, setting them in front of a screen. Now, the uh, but what I want to go to next is the, um, and, and here again, I, I, I just want to stay on this part of it for a while because I've actually watched people just lose out in society through all this stuff, this time wasting. But two, the next two things that I want to talk to you about um, is not only is it bad for us uh, health-wise, but it's very bad for us in our relationship with people. The greatest commandment, Jesus said, now we know what the Ten Commandments say, but then Jesus summed up the whole Bible in two commandments. You know, like this is their short, short list. <laughs> like somebody asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus gave him more information than he asked for. The information Jesus gave him was, first of all, he said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. So he he gave him that information. There's only one God. But then he said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second commandment, so Jesus, he, he, you know, a guy asked a question. Jesus said, I'll give you a little more. He said, The second commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. This man looked at Jesus and said, Well said, Master, because there are no greater commandments than these. And so this scribe knew his Bible, and he knew that's what the Old Testament taught. Summed up the entire Bible. Love God, love others. In fact, someday I'm going to write a song. Love God, love others. I can just hear it kind of just a jazzy. I got somebody texting me, sing us a song. Maybe I will. I don't know if I will. I'm going to run out of time maybe. But So I'm going to, let me talk about number two. In, these are in the least order of importance. Number one, our health. Number two, our relationship with others. I believe that 
this media technology is stealing our relationship with others in many cases. It has not only become a God replacer, but it's become a people replacer. Um, it isn't uncommon at all to see people in a, in a room together texting others. You know, my wife and I go out for a nice meal to spend some time together just visiting. We'll be texting other people while we're visiting. And I'm like, see, these are the things I've been thinking about these last couple of weeks. I've been just thinking, I'm thinking, uh, how did I get caught up in this? Like, I, I used to make fun of people like that. But, and, and I'm just maybe telling on myself a little bit, but I'm telling you, I'm on top of it now. <laughs> I, I really am, because I, I, I was, I, this is dumb. You know, I, uh, a couple weeks ago, one of my granddaughters turned 13, and I told her mom, I, I, I told her mom, tell her to wear something nice and bring her into town. They live out of town. Her name's Cheyenne. So I, I, so Cheyenne dressed up and I kind of dressed up in a, in a kind of a sport coat and we went to a really nice place. But when we sat down in this really nice place, I had a, a little panic attack for just a moment. I forgot my cell phone in the car. Now I wish I could tell you that I intended to do that. I wished I could, but I didn't. But because I've been thinking about this stuff, I'm like, you know what? Just calm down. Take a deep breath. You're going to be okay. So I did. You know, I just decided, you know, it's in my car. If there's an emergency, if somebody's in the emergency room, and I, as a pastor, I do get some of those calls and texts. You know, people in the emergency room, people, you know, pastor, I mean, emergency, there'll be a married couple in the middle of a terrible fight. You know, somebody will text me. These are emergencies. You know, that this is stuff pastors need. Not a fist fight, but you know what I'm saying. There, there's, uh, there's, you know, problems. But my granddaughter and I had a great time. We sat in this fancy restaurant. She had a lot of fun. I got a feeling neither one of us will forget that ever. You know, 13th birthday, that's a big birthday for a girl. That's like, you know, that's kind of like you're starting to be a woman at this point. You know, in some cultures, they throw a giant party. Like in the, the Mexicans at 13, I think, what do they call that? I don't know. Uh, what is it? I can't even say it. Anyway, I, there's somebody in this room that, what is it? Quinn Sierra. Is that how you say it? Quinn Sierra. And um, I got that's why I've got all this staff in this room with me because they they fill me in. But you see, a lot of cultures got it way down better than we've got, because in our culture, when you turn thirteen, we buy you a present and we all go back to our a little present. We go back to our video games. Seth, you need to try to find that House of Our Dreams by Casting Crowns. You need to see if you can figure out a way to play that on this on this air on the air here. So our relationship with people is suffering. Let me just say this: if you are a um, a major user of um, of this type of media technology, your relationship with others is suffering. Um, the um, uh, you know I um, <laughs> I just got a text from a pastor friend of mine. He said, "What about cell phones versus Bibles?" You know, like like I think I haven't read your text yet, brother Chuppy, but but I know this in church when I was preaching this, um, there there was a little boy that had a Gideon Bible the same size as my cell phone. And I, I, I opened up my cell phone because it's got a little flap on it. And I opened up his Bible. I said, I wonder if every time I opened up this phone, if I would open up and read out of that Bible, I wonder what kind of man of God I would really be. And, um, and so it's, um, oh, Bethany Hussey said it's at the age of 15. I thought it was 13. Hey, hello, Bethany, listening in Indiana tonight, too, by the way. I shouldn't read these while I'm doing my radio show. Somebody said their toes are hurting. Am I stepping on your toes tonight? My, your toes are being stomped on. Good. You know what? I, I think um, I, I think that we have to, you know, I, this is not, I, I hope this isn't coming about in any kind of condemnation. I'm telling you, I'm telling them myself here, this, 
my my friend Pastor Chuppy in Bismarck asked me when I called him about this topic. I heard that the Bismarck Pentecostal Church was doing a forty day media fast. Now that didn't mean they couldn't talk on their phones or text. What it meant was no useless talking on your phones, texting, reading the news on your phone, any of that stuff. No, no useless of that. And I, when I called him just to find out a little bit about it, he he started asking me things like he said, "Have you ever felt the phantom vibration from your telephone?" And I said, absolutely I have. I thought I was the only person in the world. I didn't know this is like a psychological disorder now. But when this cell phone is in my pocket, I feel it vibrate, but it's not vibrating. My brain is playing a a trick on me. People are studying this kind of stuff. You see, but this is replacing our children, our spouses. This video game thing, let me just kind of digress a little bit. These computer video games are so addictive for some people that they play hours and hours on. It is breaking up marriages. I'm not, I'm not being, I'm not exaggerating. There are people that work all day long, come and play these video, video games till two or three in the morning, wake up, go back to work all day long. They have no time for anything else. There are single people that aren't even looking to get married to anybody. Even their sex drive is, is like not normal. Like, like, you know, you're, you're 22 years old, you know, you're probably thinking you might need a wife, you know, if you're a man, you know, and if, and, you know, and maybe, maybe you've got great self-control, maybe, you know, maybe you're like, you know, I'm going to finish this college or whatever, I'm not going to make fun of you, I'm just telling you, my kids weren't wired that way, they all got married, you know, they wanted to get married when they were 14, you know, I mean, I mean, like, maybe I should have had video games so they didn't want, you know, I mean, no, I'm not saying that, of course not, but I mean, if something even can, you know, I mean, God, let me just, I'm not trying to be crude, but God put sex drive in people. What a powerful tool that can even override that. They've got video games now for people that are in incredible pain. Like there was a guy I heard about that, that he was, he was going to have a surgery. It was a skin graft. He was a burn victim. It was going to be incredible pain. They told him we could put you on the regular painkillers. But you're going to need to take them for a long time, and there's a good chance you could become addicted to them. Or we could hook you up to this virtual reality uh, programming and not give you any. And he said, I'll try that. Now, in in a severe case like that, I might have tried that too. That would be better than those painkillers. But just think how powerful this is that you can even not think about your pain while you're playing this game. That's powerful. I mean, pain, pain brings, you know, pain. I, I don't, I don't even go to hospitals or doctors. I don't. But when I'm in pain, enough pain, I'm like, uh, take me to the emergency room. I mean, I've done that. I used to have a conviction against it. I used to think, oh, that's for babies. I'm just going to pray. Well, that, my first kidney stone kind of changed my religious ideas. <laughs> I mean, it really did. I, I, I really did. I thought people with, people take pain pill. Man, those people are messed up. You know, they're just a bunch of babies. I went into that emergency room. I don't, you know, I, like I said, I didn't believe in pain pills or anything. I used to be a drug addict. I don't want to get hooked on that stuff. I walked into that emergency room. I looked at the lady. I said, give me a shot. I said, I don't care what it is. Give me the strongest thing that you got. I, I want it now. You know, I mean, I was like, I was, I was talking to her like in a plain voice, but I was in so much pain, I couldn't hardly stand up. But what I'm saying is, is these, this video technology, uh, these video games, listen, you married people here. You know, if you're wasting time on these games and you have children, that's, you know what, I'm just telling you, the the Spirit of God, I believe, is talking to you right now. I, You, you know, I know people are kind of tongue-in-cheek saying you're stepping on my toes. This isn't just, this is the Spirit of God. You know, there, God, if, okay, 
Love God, love people. How does World of Warcraft fit into this? Love God, love people. How does wasting time uh, on these things, how does it fit into love God? If, if everything we did, we would run it through this concept, love God, love people. Like, you could go to work with that concept, right? Because you go to work, you earn money, you take care of your family, you love people. You give to people that need help, you love people. You give to the work of God, you love God, right? I'm kind of worked up, we'll never, I'm, you know what, you can, anybody's texting me, say, sing us a song, you can forget it, because I'm not going to have time, I don't think. But th- this is a, I want to get to the good part too, because this has become a God replacer. But let me just, let me just talk a little more about this. I, one of my, one of my granddaughters, another granddaughter that just turned 14 got to stay over at our night, over at our house overnight. She had just turned 14 and she got to spend a couple nights at her house. And she, we asked her what she wanted to do. She wanted to go ice skating and we called, we tried to call you and we tried to call you to go ice skating with my beautiful granddaughter. I'm pointing at some of these guys and they were busy. They were busy. They couldn't go. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work. But the, uh, but, but anyway, she had a couple of uh, friends of hers that I think are 4-H kids, and she said, let's call them. And we called them, and these two girls could go. So they went ice skating. They came over to our house to get some hot chocolate or something afterwards. And I got this idea, well, I'll tell you guys a story. Now, this grandpa has some good stories. Isn't that right? I've got some good stories. I've got the story about the Alaska cabin is my best story. And I, and it's a good story. I should, I should, I should, uh, record it or something. It's, it's a good story. So I started, started telling my, my best story to these, these girls. One was 14, one was 12, one was like 10. And the 12 year old girl, she told me, she said, I've got, I've got a grandpa. One of my grandpas died, but I still have a grandpa left. But he's really busy. He's a farmer. And he, he doesn't really have any time. I never see him. But you see what I'm saying? Like, how does this fit into the greatest two commandments? You know, like, is there anybody on their deathbed that says, I wished I would have beat that other level of, that next level of World of Warcraft? Like, is there anybody saying that? I mean, as on their deathbed, hey, call the chaplain and I need to confess something. Chaplain, you know, I really have a lot of regrets in my life because I didn't beat the next level of Pac-Man or, of course, Pac-Man's dead now, but, but I don't even, I don't even know what all these games are. But the, the, uh, and so there is, this is stealing our relationship with people. You know, it, it really is. You know, I had a daughter that was born with an incurable heart disease. She was, um, the doctor told us, this heart specialist said, your daughter will not live to be two years old. That's what he told us. I was having a hard time with it, Chris. Now, I know you've lost children. I was having a hard time thinking about losing one. I really was. I was having a terrible time with it. But I came, and it's a long story, and I'm not going to tell it now, but I came to a realization that I am going to enjoy this daughter for these two years. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to enjoy this daughter for these two years. you know. And you know what? God healed my daughter. She's 36 years old, 37 years old now. You know, she's got three children of her own. But, but like, why should we be playing video games and, and texting useless texts and Facebook? Well, I didn't even get on Facebook yet. Facebooking people that don't even have anything to do with our life. We'll never meet them when our own children might die tomorrow. In a car accident. You know what? We need to spend our days loving God, loving others. That's what we need to spend our days doing because, because I think we're setting ourselves up for a lot of regret if we don't. I, I really do. Um, 
Let's take just a little break. Do you got that song lined up? Just listen to the, this song is a very, very powerful song. Listen to this song. Was his dream more like a prison now it seems somewhere on the corporate line he left his warrior behind now he's just a worker at a daily grind that steals his years and numbs his mind his strength is fading his dreams are blind this is not the life he had in mind up all night, staring at a screen that tells him lies, that the grass is greener on the other side. So she's at the gym fighting off the years to be young again and calm her fears that she'll never be enough for him, just as a young man catches her eye. Now they're trapped in the wrong worlds and the wrong wars With the cell phones and the closed doors It's funny how quiet and peaceful that it seems But they're all alone together In the house of their Little sister, she's a 16-year-old princess Lost somewhere between the swing set And a brand new crush's chariot awaits And big brother's room's glowing with trophies to shout his name But he'd trade all his high school fame For some backyard catch with his hero again they're trapped in their wrong worlds and their wrong wars With their cell phones and the closed doors It's funny how quiet and peaceful that it seems But they're all alone together In the house of their Dressed up in Sunday best Sit up straight just like the rest And sing the songs of peace and rest That Jesus freely gives And then the kids look up as daddy stands And he takes his bride with trembling hands Brother kneels at his father's side Princess looks in her mother's eyes Their tears tear down the walls As daddy prays We're trapped in our wrong worlds And our wrong wars With our cell phones and our closed doors God, only you can save our family And on this rock we'll build On this rock we'll build 
Like it is radio program. I don't know if I've ever had so much response uh, on a program, and thank you so much for all that. You can still text me, 701-290-7862. The, um, we're talking about the, the damaging um, things that happen because of, of uh, technology, media technology, social networking, those kind of things. Um, we got a man in the studio, Chris, here that was just talking about, you know, you don't pay attention to your kids. There'll be other people that will pay attention to your kids, drug dealers, pedophiles. There's there's all kinds of people that will pay attention to your kids while you're texting and while you're playing your little video games. Uh, you know, I, I didn't want to come across like this harsh like this, but I'm just telling you that I know what I'm talking about because I caught myself while my wife was talking to me, texting, um, you know, th- and things – you know, I looked at a text that came in, didn't have to be answered. Like it didn't, I didn't have to answer. I wouldn't have had to answer it for 24 hours or if ever, but I felt like I had to answer it. And I wonder how that made her feel. You know, we're, we're talking tonight about, about how detrimental this new technology, and when I say new, it is very new in the scheme of mankind. I mean, this is 20, 25 years max stuff that's been out. Now, I know television's been out a lot longer, and we've, there's all kinds of studies how detrimental that's been. But this is new stuff, and, and the reason, one of the reasons I'm talking about is most Pentecostals don't have televisions, and they don't watch movies. And so some of what I'm talking about is for the Pentecostals that are listening. Because you're, you're wasting as much time possibly on your iPhone as, as many people. I, you know, I was, I taught this, I gotta be careful I say this, but I taught this somewhere, what I'm talking about right now, and while I was teaching it, there was a lady that was was texting, probably Facebooking, and I don't know if she heard a word I said. While right in right in a uh, service, she was texting, Facebooking, or whatever she was doing. I know she was doing something on her phone. Okay, so it's not good for our health. It's not good for our relationships. Now, it's not good for our relationship with God. This, uh, our connection is your connection to God's suffering. Uh, you know, like, number one, if, if you're, you know, Brother Duran texted me, kind of a smart aleck text. He's listening tonight. Um, he said, what's this on attention span? What are you talking about? I can't remember. You know, I mean, like that. But Brother Duran, if your attention span really is that bad, how do you pray? How do you keep your mind on the Word of God? You know, like, like, uh, the Word of God, you know, like the scripture talks about, uh, like the psalmist said in Psalm 1 and 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Just think about that. How could you meditate on God's word if you can't even think about anything for longer than, you know, seven or eight seconds? Do you see, do you see the problem here? Do you see why I'm saying God is displeased what's happening to our brain? And it's happening to our brain, and it's also happening to what we desire. You know, this, this, um, um, you know, it is a, uh, incredible to think about how many times this iPhone has taken away times that I used to pray because I'd have a little time. Like maybe I was driving and I'd have a little time. 
but this iPhone can do things while I'm driving. I can talk and text. I, I have a little earpiece. I, I, um, um, you know, there, I can, what, what I'm saying is, is my, has my prayer life gone down? Do I pray less because of media technology? Do you pray less because of media technology? The first thing you do in the morning, is it pray or do you look at your iPad to read the news? What's the very first thing you do? Because I'm going to tell you that you can't change that news, but praying can change the news. <laughs> like, like you can't change the news by reading it, but truthfully, the, Jesus said if you see a mountain and you say move over from here and go into the sea, you can do that. Your prayer can shake nations. Your prayer can change outcomes of wars. Your prayer can change who gets into political office. But reading about it in the news doesn't change anything. And am I against reading the news? No, I'm not against reading the news. I'm not against calling people on the phone. I'm not against getting a text. I've been taking texts. If I was against taking texts, I'd be a hypocrite because I'm reading texts to try to make the program more interesting. But what I, what I'm saying is, is that like my pastor friend, Pastor Chuppy said, what if we would look at our Bibles as often as we look at our phone? And I'm going to say this. What if I would look at my Bible as much as I look at my phone? Not you. What if I would? Because I, I believe I'm a man of God and I, I'm not, I don't have a low self-esteem. I don't, I'm not, I'm not worried that I'm not doing what God wants me to do, but could I do more? Could I do better? I believe I could. I, I really believe I could. First Timothy chapter four, verses 13 through 16, Paul said, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Reading is a very good thing. Reading is better than watching. Reading is better than listening. He goes on to say, meditate upon these things. These things to doctrine, to reading, to exhortation. Like, exhortation is like preaching. Like, like, uh, read the Word of God, think about it, digest it, uh, you know, put it in, turn it around, you know, um, the, um, you know, when you hear good preaching, digest it, read it. Don't just mimic it. Don't just memorize it. Put it inside your system. And when your mouth opens, it's going to come out in the way that you'll say it. Like somebody said about preaching, it's okay to graze in another man's pasture, but you still got to give your own milk. (laughs) You know, like in other words, you hear preaching, don't just memorize what the preacher said and you say it. You know, take it, meditate, think about what, what, what's he talking about? Paul went on in 1 Timothy 4.16, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. And so Paul is, is telling us there is, there is, you know, like we, if we listen, if we take heed, if we meditate upon the doctrine, if we continue in these things, not only are we going to be saved, but he said those that hear you will be saved. You know this this uh uh this is so important. I mean like this is so phenomenally important for for Pentecostals to realize that you digest, you meditate upon God's word and the things of God. And not only are you going to be saved, but those that hear you will be saved and hopefully some of you that are hearing this broadcast will be saved. Isaiah 26 and 3 says thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Uh, just something here just recently, 
um, you know, happened to one of my grandsons. He saw something that has bothered him so bad. He, he just saw something. That, it wouldn't bother most of you. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Well, I shouldn't say most of you. It wouldn't bother many of you listening to me in Dickinson. Somebody said in Dickinson, people at three years old are watching the return of the zombies or whatever it is. Is there like movies about zombies or television shows about little kids run around the house? You know, I don't know. These zombie movies don't sound all that great to me, even for an adult. You know, um, but th- there, there is a, there is a troubled world out there. They're desensitized to terrible things. I was on an airplane flying home from Europe about a year and a half ago. Well, I know about two years ago. And there were television screens all around me on that airplane. I couldn't hear what was going on because I didn't have headphones on. And my little television wasn't on. But I would look around. I would lift up my head and look around, and I saw horrible things. I saw a decapitation. Now, I'm, I'm, you know, this, I was 50, what, six years old at that time, and I'm a big boy, and I, you know, I can see blood and whatever, I, you know, whatever. But it bothered me so bad. I, I mean, I only saw just a few seconds of it. But I saw a decapitation, the head flying through the air, the blood. You know, I saw it, and I couldn't hardly sleep that night. I'd close my eyes and see it all over again. Now, let me read the scripture to you in Isaiah 26 and 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. What are you putting in your mind? You know, do you see the danger in our generation? Do you see... What's, what's, I mean, what's happening? Our mind can't stay on anything for more than eight seconds. And the things that people's mind is on is terrible, terrible things. You know, um, th- there is a, you know, I mean, how many of us, including myself, will kneel down or pray? Like, like a lot of times, the first thing I do in the morning is I wake up and sometimes I'll stay in bed and I'll just pray. But how many times does my mind Say, oh, I wonder who texted me. I wonder, I wonder, uh, what the roofing crew needs. I wonder if, uh, Seth needs anything this morning. Oh, I wonder what job they're going to. I, I can't hardly even pray because, you know, let me just tell you this. Pastor Bob's not that important. And neither are you. The graveyard is full of people that think that they're, that they're, um, you know, that the world can't do without them. But but I'll tell you, one of these days I'm going to die, and the world's going to just go on just fine. So why can't it go on just fine while I'm playing Monopoly with my grandkids? Since I've been thinking this these kind of thoughts, I've played more Monopoly than I've played for a long time. I don't really like Monopoly that much. I'm a chess player, but you know what? My grandkids like Monopoly, and I can't tell you we didn't have fun. You know, we did. We we had fun. You know, it seemed like I was playing for him. Now, you should trade with him and make this deal. But... You know, there is a, um, you know, there, there is a, uh, uh, there, there, this is ruining our health. It's ruining our relationships and it's ruining our relationship with God. And really, when you think about it, our relationship with God, I mean, if that's ruined, let me read you another verse in Joshua chapter one and verses seven through nine. It says, only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do all according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, 
that thou mayest observe to do all according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Notice he said, on this book you should meditate day and night. Jesus said in Matthew 26 and 41, Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And, and tonight I'm, I'm looking, I'm not doing what Brother Chuppy did, you know, calling people to make a 40 day media fast, although I think it, it brought great attention. You know what he told me? He told me that nobody fought him on this. Like, there were people that were like, like, you know, not happy, but they weren't unhappy with him. Like they were just unhappy because they're addicted. and But they know, everybody knows, everybody, every child of God knows that what I'm saying is true. You know, like like if you're not talking to your wife because you're on your cell phone the whole time, imagine how she'll feel. But what if you're not talking to God because you're on your cell phone all the time? What do you think God would do about that? You know what I think God does about that? I think he'll bring trouble in your life. I do. Because he loves you so much. There's an old kind of, I think it's an old black spiritual song, but it talks about, it's about how, it says how the eagle stirreth the nest. And, uh, and it's a pretty good song. It talks about a lot of times God will come into the nest and he'll start stirring the nest up because, because you didn't been praying enough. And so, you know, can you get this picture? This eagle's knocking those little baby birds out of the nest. And that's what God will do to you. And unfortunately, it can be really bad. Before you wake up, you might end up in a in a marriage counseling session. You know, here again, you're you're so addicted. Some of you ladies are so addicted to Facebook that you're neglecting your husband in the bedroom, maybe. And some of you husbands might. And I'm not trying to be crude, but I'm just trying to tell you that that this isn't normal. Like this is not right. I mean, married people. You know, that's that's God made marriage. That's one of the things He made marriage for. These things are stealing. The God-given joys. Like, like there isn't anything more enjoyable than watching like a one-and-a-half-year-old kid run. Like there's nothing more enjoyable than that. Now, I just was watching it just before I came over here. Like one-and-a-half-year-old kid, they, they bounce off the walls. They bounce off the – it's a wonder they don't all die. It's a wonder that any kid lives to be three. That's, it's just like amazing. You know, but when, but I mean, there is, there is nothing on Facebook that compare to watching a one. You know, the other day, my granddaughters, we, they were over before church on Wednesday, this last Wednesday, and I turned my music up loud and we got to dancing. And we really, and my wife got into act and, and, uh, and we got to dancing. And then I, I pulled a hamstring in my back leg because of it. I could hardly walk church on Wednesday night. Grandpa's going to have to limber up a little before he starts dancing. Well, the other night, or the other day, right after, during this, there was one of my, my, some of my other grandkids came over and I turned the music up loud and we started dancing and they, they had a friend with them and she just looked at me like, I hope he doesn't start dancing with me. But, but, um, she, I'm sure she told her mom we were the weirdest people that ever lived. But I'm telling you, we had fun. I mean, like, we, we have fun. But you see, you see what I'm saying? This is stealing everything good. Uh, and I know, you know what? I know a lot of you aren't addicted to it. I, you know, I, I'm not accusing everybody that's got a cell phone. I'm just telling you, that song by Casting Crowns called The House of Their Dreams, I heard the song, and that song tore me up to the point where I cried for just about an entire day. 
It's amazing I can talk now without crying. Uh, I couldn't even talk on Wednesday when I presented the story. I couldn't, I, I had to kind of just, I, I had to keep my mind focused on some of the other things because I couldn't talk thinking how stupid it is to be answering stupid texts when I have a 10-year-old grandson that's got a life-threatening illness. You know, how stupid it is to, to think, now, you know, we believe God's going to bring him through that and whatever. You know, we believe he's going to live to be a 100 and be a great preacher. But I'm just saying, what if he doesn't? And what if it's like your kids? kids you know, no matter how healthy they are, they can get hit by a car. They can. They can They can get hit by a car. So what, what I'm saying today is that, uh, Seth, give out some information quick and then bring me back in just right before you're done. All right. Well, this is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast here tonight with Pastor uh, Bob Simons. We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson. We're located at 105 7th Avenue West. Our church phone number is 701-264-7862. That's the New Life Pentecostal Church, 105 7th Avenue West. Um, our next service is going to be Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. You are invited. If you need a ride, give us a, a call at the church. Phone number again, 701-264-7862. Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock, we have adult and children's Sunday schools. Great discussions there in Sunday school. 11 o'clock Sunday mornings uh, is our worship service. If you need a ride, you can also email us at robertsimons58 at gmail.com. And this is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast. We're on every Sunday night from 8.06 to 9.06 Mountain Time. If you want to get involved, give us a text, 701-290-7862, or you can call us in studio, 701-225-5133. And if you're out of country, robertsimons58 at, uh, at gmail.com. Thank you, Seth. Uh, we're we're just about out of time. I, I'm just saying, you know, I'm I've made up my mind. I'm going to start pulling back from this technology, this media, and I hope there's some other people that will commit with me to do this. I have gotten so many, so many texts. You know, you're 100 percent right. You know, you're stepping on my toes. You know, I, I want to just I want to do a special shout out to shout out to a girl named Sierra listening in Arizona tonight, and her grandparents are very very good people and very good friends of mine. And I'm going to tell you this about your grandparents, Sierra. They don't have this problem. I know them very, very well. They, they're they not wrapped up in this technology, and God bless them for that. You know, but but anyway, thank you so much for the text. I didn't I, I didn't I didn't address all of them. I'll text you back when the program's over later on. Uh, I'll, I'll try to do that when I get some time. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, Lord, I, I pray that somehow we've convinced those that are listening about how there is such a potential for wrong in this media technology technology for our health, our brain, our relationships, and especially, God, that it's replacing the time that we should be spending with your word and with praying and also even the ability to meditate and think about your word. God, I pray that you help us, help us to realize, Lord. I pray that there isn't anybody that's being arrogant or proud and not realizing the danger in this. I just pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. I am out of time, town, time, whatever. I'm getting out of town, but I'll be out out of time next week. Another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good night.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.